Welcome back to the Inspiring Competence Podcast, where no plan has gone before. How's everyone doing? Calculating. There's a plan to this? No. Were you listening? Yes, hey. I didn't feel like it. Alrighty. So, we are in Yoli's Pond, and you guys were on your way to Coatl Stadium to go watch some good old-fashioned punching, and uh, on your way there, you witnessed a little, little slight stabbing. But you took care of those those evildoers forthwith, um, and our genus uh, just went back to work, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of you guys went to Coatl Stadium. I gotta wonder, what's Vincente doing? Vincente. Did he go back to work? Because, like, he got a little stabbed. Like, we understand he, he wants to, like, take the day off. He got a little stabbed. He also got a little healed. Um, I mean, he's... You know, he, he's a self-made man. If he doesn't sell his wares, no one will. So he's he, he's he's taking a little breather right now, but he'll he'll be back in it. He's having a quick smoke break, and then it's back to work. <laughs> <laughs> he wraps some duct tape on it, and he's good to go. Yeah, would you get stabbed? You're fine. Get back on the floor. <laughs> You're still coming in, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> the boss saying that to himself. <laughs> Come on, Marcel. You're still going in, right? <laughs> you don't have any more sick days. All right. So, uh, yeah, you guys go to Koala Stadium, and you have another uh, have another fun time watching some of these recreations. Um, at one point, uh, Mariana uh, bumps into you, and she uh, she watches a few matches with you, but she. She says that she's her her seats are are elsewhere. She just kind of happened to see you, so she excuses herself. Wait, is we, she big time us right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, a little bit. You 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 look where she's going. She's got like a little like some box seats. Uh, she she leaves you with a with a thing of popcorn though. Oh, how nice of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, for the benevolent noble. <laughs> Yeah, one of the one of the matches actually uh, probably perks your ears up because it is uh, Arasni and Aridin versus Imiktal and his army. Uh, it does per- perk up my ears. Yeah, that's what we came here to see. Uhtred and Tiablith would remember reading about this battle that happened while Arasni and Aridin. Were, they're kind of like in between requests to go get a closer look at the Kumaru. And at the time, Yoli's Pond was like, nah, you, we, we don't think you guys are cool enough yet to, you know, go take a look at them personally. So they had like limited access, but they still, you know, they, they did all their research and they, they learned a lot. Then they went and applied this research across Zopotl. Um And like on their way back, Imitol was like at the, at the gates of Yoli's Pond saying that he wanted the Kumaru and its secrets to better the nation of uh, Razatlan. Now, you you don't know for sure what kind of a person Aridin was, but in this, uh, in this reenactment, he is portrayed as a little goofy, almost like uh, the people of Yoli's Pond prefer to remember him as a bit of a fool. For what he did to the Kumaru. Kind of like uh, in this situation, he's like a Resni's like plus one, like the bumbling sidekick rather than probably the. Yeah, he's he's 
he's certainly not made to be to look like incompetent uh but he is uh your your watch is going uh, he probably was a little bit more serious than this but yeah arasni definitely seems like she is the protagonist of this of this fight um but once it starts like nonetheless it is still like it's it's pretty riveting and even the the guy uh portraying Aradin is uh put on a good show and the guy playing Emiktal, uh he has a uh, he has a guitar and he uh he's like like strumming this like epic this epic piece that uh while his uh his the rest of the army that he controls uh kind of does most of the fighting for him and like as as Emiktal is strumming uh this guitar it's like if you ever watch Scott Pilgrim, like when you see like all like the notes kind of like flying off the guitar, it kind of looks like that. Love that. Perhaps he, uh, the the guy playing Emiktal is like actually a bard, and he's uh, using Inspire Courage to really up the the dramatic flair of his minions. But it's it's a it's a really epic uh, battle, and uh, Arasni downs the the final uh, soldier, and then Emiktal closes in. Uh, to engage directly with the two of them and it's like a it's this like epic like two-on-one like exchanging blows like like block parry block dodge dodge block block and you're just going like hand hand to hand uh but in the end uh Arasni, with the help of Aradin, defeats Emiktal to uh great applause sweet so after several hours you uh you the Clash of Saints uh, comes to an end for the day, and you guys uh, return to uh, Mariana's house. You get back to uh, Mariana's, and uh, she she gets to uh, making you guys dinner, and uh, she comes out with uh, some uh, shredded chicken in a flour tortilla that's been fried, and then uh, she's got some shredded cheese and some tangy, spicy sauce. Gordita. Um, is it a gordita? Rice, lettuce, tomatoes, and sour cream, and guacamole. Uh, she Come calls on. it a chimichanga. Ow! <laughs> I guess Is this the, the first foods. dish with guac that we've had? I think so. Okay, I'm going to roll <laughs> two percentages. One oh. for the overall dish and one for guac. Do it. And they going to be highs. He likes them. They're both at 75%. All right. First one's the whole meal. He loves it. Nice. Could do without the guac, which I feel. I'm not the biggest guac fan myself. Hmm. I have literally no opinion on guacamole. I've I don't even notice it in a dish. It's I feel like that's the point though. Yeah, and I, I think that's why like I like it when it's a part of something, but I'm not a big like chips and guac person. Yeah, isn't guac mostly supposed to be like a texture thing than it is like an actual flavor? Nah, it has a flavor. It has a distinct flavor. It's just a very mild flavor, which is weird to be distinct and mild. Okay, so you guys eat up your chimichangas, and you should go to bed for the night, unless anyone has anything uh, to add to that. I'm, I'm sure our genus uh, came home around the same time as everyone else, and... Also enjoyed himself some chimichangas. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's eating good tonight. <laughs> he he's, comes he home had, hungry after work. He had a long day. <laughs> I'm gonna eat my food. And, I'm gonna eat my dinner in the in the office. It's a long day. <laughs> <laughs> On the way home from the stadium, could we have yes. like stopped and sold all that stuff that we 
that we got. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I okay. I also would like to take advantage of that time period. Sure. Um I wanted I want or Uhtred wants to uh maybe like as everyone's leaving, right, and you're in the big crowd, kind of try and get a feel for the whole like the th- thieving that was going on and the fact that like it escalated to the point it did like is that normal hey yeah big city that kind of thing it's mm-hmm. bound to happen once in a while or is it like pretty out of the normal because this has seemed very utopian and that was not very utopian like <laughs> right uh okay this sounds like you're trying to gather information so uh give me a diplomacy check fuck okay well it's a minus one so and luck bonus luck bonus luck bonus i had it i forget what it is but i said it before that showed up it doesn't matter how much is the luck bonus i think it's a plus one it's the plus two from the the uh clover i believe eight eight all right um i mean you're gather information is usually to like uh, replace like a knowledge check like if you're trying to learn information about like some like secret temple and you're looking for a guy who specifically knows about it so this gather information check wasn't going to be a high dc uh but uh an eight is still not uh very good um <laughs> eight feels like i was grabbing people and being <laughs> like tell me what you know <laughs> what do you know about the stabbings <laughs> He's like Batman intimidating a guy with none of the yeah, mystery. Kind of. <laughs> um, you you really don't get much other than the vibe that it didn't have a very good reception. Those stabbings, people were not happy about the stabbings. Yeah, I guess I was more searching like, is it a normal thing? Was it like a super rare thing? Yeah, it is definitely a an uncommon thing for. Like, like, like you said, like it's a big city. Like, there's gonna be, you know, people who don't get along, and sometimes things get out of hand. But for just a random act of violence uh, and violence to this degree, uh, doesn't sound like something people are really accustomed to in Yoli's Pond. Could I, during dinner, bring this up again more directly with uh, Morena? Yeah, go ahead. Marina, uh, so that whole ordeal when we were headed toward the stadium today with the werewoods, how common is pickpocketing or a stabbing here in Yoli's Pond? Yes, I I heard about the, the terrible uh, crime that happened earlier today. Uh, I heard that you were uh, that you were all there and you. Uh, you dealt with the with the criminals personally. Well, I can I can tell you that uh, the people of Yolispan are we are we are accustomed to dangers that lurk within the forest surrounding the city. For those, we have erected uh, plenty of magical defenses that can aid us in repelling magical beasts and and other dangers. But as far as dangerous people. Within our city, it is certainly not something that we are accustomed to seeing. People in Yoli's Pond are typically very happy and prosperous. 
generally have no need for violence. Well, except for when we are celebrating it at the Clash of Saints. But, as for the incident today, you helped, I think, more than you know. We are, our city has uh, guards that uh, patrol the streets, of course, but the very best warriors that this city had, well, they went to Tumbaha Mountain to repel the Dragon Nessie. Freaking Dragon Nessie. At this point, we presume them all to have died. If you haven't heard anything from them, no, there has been there has been no word of of the Jaguar Claws since they have left. Considering the task that they departed for, well, I personally am not. I, I am of course saddened uh, to think about this uh, likely outcome, but I am not overly shocked. Unfortunately. Uh, this leaves our city uncomfortably vulnerable to people like the werewoods that you apprehended today. From what I heard, you dealt with them quite handily, but also from what I heard, they were no weekend pickpockets. They seemed quite capable themselves. Had a team of, of guards come to apprehend them before you got there, well, I th think the situation would have dissolved quite a bit more than where you left it. Do you think that the werewolves are not from Yoli's Pond, then? That is an interesting thought, Uhtred. That is possible. The thought had not occurred to me. Are there any nations that disfavor Yoli's Ponds and would want to see harm come of it? She responds, but it, it seems like it takes her, like, a beat. Like, she had, like, a very, like, specific thought in her head. But then she she looks at you and she says, Well, not not for the last thousand years or so, Uhtred. We had plenty of contentions with ancient Razatlan before things settled down. But today, no, we are... We are friendly with all of our neighbors, and, in fact, many of our neighbors enjoy great exports uh, that we supply. Uh, many, many magical items and and other arcane resources come from Yolispan, even with the Kumaru tree uh, defunct as it is. We are a we are a very popular city and and nation. Anyone who wishes to harm us would also be wishing to harm uh, all of our neighboring nations. I cannot fathom why someone would do that. Well, hopefully this is more of a isolated outlier, but I also had something else I wanted to ask you about. Oh, of course. You mentioned earlier when you were examining... After you finished examining our genus, you needed some of these goggles of yours to further your examination of us? Yes, yes, my soul sight goggles. I have already uh, filed a request with the Blue Guards of Tilil to uh, to send them to Yoli's Pond so I can use them. Can I ask why they weren't just with you? If they're your goggles... Like I said, I used to work at the Blue Gardens of Tilil. 
So, I actually have several personal possessions still in my office at this at the research facility. When I when I left, uh, I did not do so with the assumption that I would never return. So, what's stopping us from just going and getting them ourselves? The current management of the Blue Gardens of Tilil have created some new, rather stringent, in my opinion, unnecessary privacy policies. They do not currently allow uh, anyone but those uh, who are currently employed with the Blue Gardens to enter the facilities. Can I roll sense motive? Sure. Not that I necessarily don't think that what she said is the case, but like just to get a sense of, is she withholding information? Yeah, definitely. I want to hop Fuck, into. This is no better. I want to hop into. Please hop in. Like please, <laughs> please. I beg you. I'm on my knees. This uh, is a two. I thought ah, fifteen. Didn't like haven't like every level. You've been like, I need to just put ranks into sense motive already. Because yeah, you are then, constantly... I'm like, look at all those knowledges. <laughs> Just every level. I, I, I sense motive so often because Uhtred is so distrusting. I need to just put ranks in it. Just every <laughs> single level. Just, nah, I'll do it next level. You know what? It, it does suck, like... Because I do always want to sense motive and stuff and being bad at it. But at this point, like... I kind of like that it's developed this way, where, like, Uchid <laughs> is usually very distrusting, but terrible at determining if they're actually lying. <laughs> Alright, so what are we looking at for... 15 for Uchid. Uh, 23 for Teoblith, as a mostly passive observer. As a completely passive observer, I'm gonna see how this goes. Completely passive? Is that, like, oblivious? <laughs> Yeah, well, like not really. As the guy napping in the next room, I'm gonna <laughs> see how this goes. As the guy who was upstairs, that seems like a sufficient answer to you, Utrid. Um, but Tia Blith, uh is detecting not necessarily that she's withholding information, although that is a possibility. But you're definitely picking up on just how carefully she's choosing her words right now. All right. Well, Marina, uh, when you're done beating around the bush, why don't you tell us what you're avoiding? I beg your pardon, Teoblis. Avoiding what? I'm not sure, but there's something that you're trying to hold back. We've been more than upfront with you, and to be honest, we're helping you more than you're helping us here. Not that I'm not grateful, because... Foreign lands and all that. Yeah, she kind of raises her eyebrows, like, synchronized with you, like, backpedaling there for a second. <laughs> Uhtred raises his eyebrows at him saying, not that we're not grateful. But the point is, I get the feeling that it's going to come down to us retrieving this stuff for you, so it'd be nice to know what we're getting into. Honesty for honesty, huh? He has a good point. Are you trying to imply that I am waiting for you to go break into this research facility and strong-arm property that doesn't belong to you away from the Blue Gardens of Tilil by force? If the proper channels aren't going to be effective, then sometimes the law must be applied extrajudiciously. If they are your items, you have the right to them. They are withholding them. Have the 12 hours since I 
filed to have these items returned to me. Been too long of a wait for you. I was under the impression that. that elves were exceedingly patient. Know a lot of elves, do you? I have met plenty of elves in my life, yes. Well, either way, luck favors the prepared. So, help us prepare. I'll even diplomatize that. Yeah, why don't you get all diplomacy before she responds? 27. Okay, with a 27. It's, it's, been, it's been subtle, but during this exchange, she's been growing a little bit more, uh, like, stiff. Maybe, like, sitting up, like, more uh, defensively. Um, but finally, she relaxes with a sigh. Well, to be honest, I do not know how successful my request will be. The circumstances that I was expelled from the Boo Gardens of Tilil were strange. What work were you doing? Well, the Boo Gardens of Tilil is a, a state-of-the-art research facility dedicated to arcane botany. And it is the very facility that myself and many other gifted arcane botanists have been working and researching ways to restart the Kumaru tree in addition to other advancements. In fact, it is there that my department figured out how to create small-scale veins of creation, almost identical to those that the Kumaru tree was made up of. But these these closed networks were very expensive to create and maintain and were very small, only being able to power a, a single home or, or at the very most a single city block. But the Blue Gardens of Tilil are currently being run by a gifted botanical priest named Umbarno Zipali. He swore to restore the defunct veins of creation. He claimed Gozra herself shared visions of success in the Enterprise, and he left to travel Zopadl for several years, seeking magical secrets and learning as much as he could. I personally did not expect him to succeed, but when he returned, he claimed to have discovered ancient botanical knowledge sufficient to restore the Kumaru. He went to the Blue Gardens of Tilil to begin putting these powers to practice. I was a senior engineer at the facility, so I of course lent him all the support and resources available to me. The longer I worked alongside him, though, the more dangerous his work became, bordering on reckless. His methods seemed malevolent. After months of this, he began meeting in private with other botanists who shared his zealous devotion to these desperate methods. I attended the first of such meetings, but only the first. The lengths with which Umbarno was speaking of going in order to succeed, the methods he was prepared to employ, I could not be a part of it. What good is a restored Kumaro if we lose ourselves in its place? Well, I was eventually forced to leave the Blue Gardens, along with all other botanists who were not part of Umbarno's group of zealots. They came to call themselves the Children of Kumaru. I, of course, reported this, what was essentially a hostile takeover of the research facility, to the rest of the High Council, but the city was slow to react to what they saw as an academic dispute. 
And then, after a dragon arrived at Tumbaha Mountain, the Blue Gardens have been an even lower priority. Until now. Well, potentially, yes. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's still not a high priority to the council, but it just jumped to the top of my list. Well, Teoblith, as often is the case, you were right. I think we're going to have to pay this research facility a little bit of a visit. I understand why you are wanting to speed this along, but I I would ask you to wait for my request to at least be considered. We, I think we all are okay with waiting for what we all know will be your denial of that request. Oh yes, the the system still needs to have a chance to work. But out of respect for your hospitality and honesty with us, we will definitely wait for them to deny it. But I think even deep down you know that you need those goggles to continue your work. And we need you to finish your work so we can get to Tumbaha Mountain and take care of that dragon. <laughs> you, It's like you have the whole book planned out, Uhtred. <laughs> well... This, this isn't my first rodeo, miss. I suppose not. Well, I appreciate your uh, your discretion. Uh, yes, the, the fact of the matter is, as far as almost everyone in this city is concerned, the people at the Blue Gardens of Tilil are good, hard-working scientists, and to be frank, uh, they are, even if they have been misguided or misinformed perhaps even Umbarno has uh, convinced himself that these measures are necessary but I knew you don't happen to know along his travels did, did he ever go to other continents like did he, do you know if he ever spent time in the inner sea well, to my knowledge he never left Zopatl but the, the man that I knew uh, he is a, a decent man, if, if a tad stiff. Uh, so, it, for a, a group of foreigners to go to this research facility that is dedicated to recreating our lost way of life and, well, making a mess of the place, it would not go over very well. So, I appreciate you uh, following the, the rules of the system before we take matters into our own hands. I hope that we are proved wrong in our expectations and they just allow you the goggles. And But I think what you are trying to do and what we are trying to do are far bigger and more important where they stand in our way, lives might have to be lost. You speak so bluntly, Uhtred. It is as refreshing as it is bracing. We do not like to think of lives lost as a uh, acceptable cost for anything here in Zopatl. But to be purely pragmatic, sometimes, yes, you you are right. When do you anticipate you will hear a response from them? With any luck, I should hear at least uh, confirmation that my request is being considered by tomorrow. And depending on how brazen... Umbarno has become, perhaps even 
tomorrow will be when my denial is also sent. But it could take a couple days, if, if not tomorrow. Hopefully we are tomorrow, then. Yes, I hope so, too. And we'll keep our fingers crossed that uh, it is a acceptance with a big smiley face. Usher doesn't cross his fingers. You can almost hear Tiabeth rolling his eyes at that. <laughs> I said cross them! Well, uh, <laughs> uh, if that's the case, maybe we should uh, do some uh, research on this lab and uh, perhaps get some familiarity with it. You know, just for the in case. <laughs> well, if you're looking to do research on the Blue Gardens of Tilil, uh, I happen to know a senior engineer who has first-hand knowledge of the ins and outs of almost the entire facility. <laughs> yes. I just thought it was understood that Morena would be accompanying us on our trek through the lab if it comes to such measures. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, <laughs> if if there is a possibility of danger, uh, I appreciate your uh, elevated impression of me, Utrid, but I am I'm far too old to put myself in any kind of uh, physical I didn't say danger. anything about you fighting or doing any of the heavy lifting. That's what you have us for. Oh, indeed, but in a place like the Blue Gardens of Tilil, it is... Well, it is is a, a place of altruistic research, but in the hands of a man like Umbarno, uh, well, there is much within that could be potentially weaponized, and I would avoid being caught in the crossfires if I could at, at all help. And it would help that she has plausible deniability in case something were to happen, you know, having a, a, a local friend outside of the facility is not a bad idea. Uchard's being very tongue-in-cheek. Exactly. I, if I if I must, I will throw you all under the bus uh, while while staying safe in, in Yoli's pond. Thank you, Teobla. That is exactly what I was thinking. Fair enough. Well, uh, I was going to say I'm glad we got that out in the open, but to be honest, I'm a little anxious now. But in any case, I will. Uh, I think I will call it a night and go to bed. Good night, then. And she, she gets up and uh, leaves the kitchen. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, before you leave, uh, do you happen to have uh, uh, any previous schematics of that building? <laughs> I would love to familiarize myself. Real quick, Tom, how many schematics of places you've worked at have you ever had in your life? Bring me the schematics. No, it's just <laughs> it's curious because it's if you tell me more than zero, I'm not going to be that shocked. It's Tom trying to soften the blow of hearing that he's got to do another dungeon crawl. He just wants the map already uncovered. Yep, that's uh, that's kind of where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also, I would if we have spells that can also look inside of this place, perhaps, like by at the very least getting familiar with the with the setting. Yeah, we do have like arcane eye and yeah, probably a couple we, other things we could use to scout. Yeah, uh, I would definitely like to utilize those things before we have to go in so anything that she offers up is just going to help out what we're already going to be doing 
with a sigh, she she turns she turns around and returns to the kitchen. She says, "Well, I no, I don't have any schematics of the Blue Gardens of Tilil, uh, but I can I can tell you a bit about the facility. It is it is two stories tall and it has one under level. Good night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, there is a perimeter fence and the." The structure itself, uh, as well as the fence, are magically enhanced. The, the wood they are made of is magically enhanced, and they are particularly resilient to, to burning. Uh, translation, the perimeter fence and the walls, exterior and interior, of the Blue Gardens of Talil have hardness 15, 90 hit points, uh, a break DC of 40, and fire resistance 10. So impenetrable. Uh, uh, the uh, the doors are almost as uh, reinforced, but not quite. Uh, hardness 10, 45 hit points, break DC of 30. Is there any prevention from us uh, teleporting into there? I don't think so, but I'm going to reread this part. <laughs> no, the... Uh, the Blue Gardens of Tilil doesn't have any protection specifically against teleportation. Any alarms that we should be aware of? Uh, alarm spells or things that are going to alert guards or anything? You know, this would be a lot easier if she just forked over the schematics. Yes! <laughs> we know you got it. Quit holding out. <laughs> just send us the PDF, goddammit. Don't make me go to the town hall. <laughs> You'll need a stonemason license for that shit. Dude, we got one. <laughs> oh, wait, that was uh, the other character. <laughs> the other working character <laughs> with the fucking blue-collar job. Uh, no, the Blue Gardens does not have any automatic alarms, but there, there are still... Uh, Security, a, team, a security team that uh, does patrols, and they can certainly raise a, a manual alarm if they uh, suspect danger. Uh, there are several rooms in the Blue Gardens of Tilil that are usually kept locked, but the the locks are botanically engineered. They are uh, programmed to recognize uh, specific people and will actually unlock themselves if uh, authorized people are attempting to open them. But they can also be worked around with several methods of magical manipulation or horticultural knowledge. So in addition to disabled device, most locks in the Blue Gardens can be bypassed with a successful knowledge arcana, knowledge nature, or use magic device check. Oh, we crush all those. <laughs> Well, but maybe not nature so much, but the other two, yeah. Yeah, but they otherwise still take the same amount of time as disabling a lock. So, well, uh, this all sounds uh, rather riveting. Uh, what uh, what dangers uh, l lurk in there? Like, do we know of any uh, monsters or plants that are going to be uh, man-hating? Well, there are... As a arcane botany research facility, there are, of course, many 
plants and plant-based creatures. But since Umbarno took over, this was more than a month ago at this point, uh, there's no telling what additions or she sh like shivers for a second fusions he has uh, for a second i implemented. thought you were going to say subtractions <laughs> additions or shudders uh, subtractions <laughs> there is there is no telling what sort of additions or uh, fusions he has introduced well sounds like it's something we'll just have to take as we get we'll have to take as it comes yes uh, maybe, maybe that's uh, good enough for you, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'd like to know more things. Uh, let's let's face it, guys. We're we're staring down the barrel of a bad uh, plant here. Yeah, and we just came out of Gallowspire. Like, how bad could it be? Uh, <laughs> are you uh, uh, asking those who have lost somebody in there, or have? Uh, or are you just uh, generally asking that question? Okay. I'm starting to get a headache, so you, I guess, do what you're doing. I'm I'm going. I'm leaving. What, whatever questions you have left, Arginus, uh, I'll, I'll say that in terms of who or what lurks within that facility, uh, any information I would have is probably not reliable. I can give you the basic layout and the composition of this of the facility, but ultimately Umbarno has had the run of the place for long enough that all but the most uh, constant features of the facility I will not be any help for you. Uh, it's just more for uh, <laughs> uh, preparation, if you will. Of course, anything that you say is... Uh, is your interpretation of what it used to be. Uh, but it might help us along the way. <laughs> like, for example, I'm going shopping tomorrow. Before or after your job? He's going to go on his lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> and by shopping, I mean Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> now they're all out of ice cream. <laughs> Well, Uchir will take last watch. And only watch. Yeah, more like only watch. Yeah, well, so, the only watch is the last watch. Exactly. So, eh. Shut up, Elf. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else before we cut to Uchir's watch? No, nothing for me. Mm, yeah, I'm good. Tom? No, I'm good. All right. So, Uchir, uh, doing anything special on your watch? Uh... No, I think uh, I think last night I wrote to Rogyar, so I wouldn't expect to hear anything back at least for a couple days. So yeah, just I'll give you the perception. Yeah, you gave him a like a thesis paper to write. Well, <laughs> it was open ended. He can interpret how much he needs to write. Okay. Uh, why don't you give me a perception check? Sixteen. All right. So your watch goes uh, by fine. Um, but you are in the like the tail end of your watch. There, there has been minimal daylight for about half hour now. Uh, is that like pre sunlight, uh, pre sunrise? A little bit of. It's just starting to peak. Yeah, and you see a 
bright glow emanate from the uh, the northwest, kind of like like the sky kind of like lights up a little bit, and looking at it, you can see that it's whatever is creating this light. It is originating from like within the city, or if it's beyond the city, still like at ground level, um, and it just kind of like flares up, and then it it dies down a little bit, but then it kind of like stays. You can see this this glow of, uh, from some some light source uh, emanating from uh, a little ways away, but it could be within the city. And I haven't seen this like any of the previous nights. No, you can't be sure, but it could be a fire. Okay, do I go investigate or do I wake other people up? <laughs> Actually, all this is... time. Matt, you said Teoblith is leaving. Has he not been spending the night at Morena's? No, he was. He was just like he was leaving he was that conversation, leaving, okay. leaving that situation. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> he would be. He's awake. usually up right now, right? Oh yeah, okay. he's just so, hanging out. Uh, hey, Teoblith, does that does that look like that could be a fire to you? You make a perception and check. Uchido like like points out over where he was looking. Uh, it's a thirty-nine for Teoblith. That Zorn robe is uh, going to be paying dividends. Does it give a perception plus, bonus? Plus five to perception, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say officially where in the city Marianne's house was? I don't think so. We speculated and we kind of said, like, yeah, we think it's there. But I don't think you've officially said. Do you remember where I said we think it's there? It was like one of the oddly shaped ones. Like, cause I remember specifically someone saying like, "There's no way she lives in a square house." Like, maybe it was like tri- the tri- it was like a triangle house, maybe like up here or something. I don't remember exactly where. Sure, let's. I'm gonna say, right here, right on the main square. Okay. Yeah. So with a 39, you think that if it's not outside of the city, it's on like the the border, like the edge of the city. Uh possibly coming from this uh, northwest corner which you've never been over to but you've heard but you know that there is a uh, a, a pretty large uh, set of docks like a harbor on the river there all right oh well it's uh I mean from here I, I can't tell if it's in the city or not but that's the direction of the harbor I think mm-hmm. I wonder what they're fire service is like here in Yoli's Pond. Well, I imagine they're pretty protective of the all the nature around here, so I would think it's pretty good. Now I also am kind of curious to see how they would handle it. Just out of curiosity, are you having this conversation like outside or like maybe on a balcony or through a window? Yeah, I'd say if there's a balcony, sure. I imagine that would be where we'd be. Yeah. Probably balcony. All right. So, about a, uh, a minute or two passes after uh, Uhtred, uh shows this fire to Teoblith. And, uh, and Thalias joins. Not right away, but groggy old Thalias got his cup of coffee and his chimichanga <laughs> left over. <laughs> Walks over. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it does look like a fire, huh? Munch. <laughs> and that's when Mariana uh, comes into the room. She's, like, got a hastily donned robe on and she like hurriedly shuffles over to you guys she says the docks 
the the docks are are being attacked. Attacked by who? I don't know. I just received a notification from one of the perimeter guards. Uh, there's a, a she and she kind of looks up, uh, like over the the tops of the buildings, and she's looking looking at the glow. She says something came and, and started the docks on fire. The docks are like a dragon. I, if it was a dragon, I think that would have been part of the report. But I suppose it's not an impossibility. But all I know is that the docks are, are under attack and they are currently on fire. The docks are v- extremely important part of Yoli's Pond. Our thriving trade goes through uh, goes through shipments through the docks. I think we understand docks. the importance of docks, Marina. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> what, what I'm getting at is... Will you will you please go investigate? Yes. We should roll sense motive. Why the fuck is an outpost guard sending direct reports back to uh, a former yeah. now retired research? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a twenty three for Tealith. Um. I'm, yeah, I gotta. Hold on, let me let me roll this one too. I, I feel I, like there's. I'm not really sure what bells or something. Like you're. So. The question that you asked doesn't really reflect a sense motive role. Are, is that just your suspicion and your sense motive role is to see if she's, like, lying about something? or? Well, if I went to Harvard yep. and I was talking to a professor and they were like, Oh, hey, I just got this information from uh, milit- this military base. Yep. I'd be like, that's kind of weird that a military base got attacked and you were important enough that they needed to let you know right away. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a 31 on my sense mode. Jesus. We, we know her as this researcher. She's kind of been forced into retirement. But, like, is she more than that? Does she hold, like, some kind of political weight? Like... Sure. With Elias's 31, I'll just tell you that when she was talking about the takeover of the Blue Gardens of Tilil, when she said that she reported the hostile takeover, she said that she reported it to the rest of the High Council. Um, so mm-hmm. with so maybe th- she's a part of it? That is a possibility. That would make sense like grammatically why she said that that way. But she's never like introduced herself as like I'm Mariana, high council member. But well, I'll let she you guys. Was the first one to kind of like step up to us, right? And she was like... met with lots of like respect and like Mariana's yeah. got this. Yeah, you guys would probably just have had this knowledge like assimilated into you by now from living in the city as long as you have been. Like just how the government of the city works. There's a council. And a high council. And the council runs, you know, I, I guess think of it as like you, you've got mayors and then you've got governors, but you have like a, like more than one, like a small number of governors who run like the big ticket items and then mayors who see to the more day to day stuff. Uh, but high councils, high councilors are certainly still able to see to the day to day stuff if they so choose. So if if Marina is a member of the High Council, then that would make her, uh, you know, a, a pretty important person in the city. Certainly, somebody who would be informed 
the moment uh, a part of the city got attacked. Right. Alrighty. And she wants us to go take a look at it. Mm-hmm. So Uhtred is going to... We haven't seen this in a while. Cast his Phantom Steed. Oh, <laughs> oh I hope Tiablis just teleports everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm still asleep. Yes. Uh, someone up please wake up our genus before you leave. Uh, do we Can have change to? out of my bathrobe? <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess. Uh, prep take your time. For... It's, it's only the lifeblood of the city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you guys go uh, prepare yourselves? Oh, on that note, since we discussed um, paying for like a rush order on crafting stuff. Uh, what what day is it now? Like, I was trying to think of how long it's been. Like, what when I can reclaim I my uh, my bow and my armor? You guys, the start of the fourth or fifth day? Let's see. You had three days of Marina, like researching you guys, but I believe that I started. It was two days of that. No, it was three days, but that started on the second day. So at the end of the third day, that was your fourth day, and then. Yesterday was your first day without doing research? No, Correct. she examined no. our genus yesterday. Today. Well, yesterday. Yeah, now. so That's today right. is the beginning of the fifth day. And she's only examined Uhtred and our genus, so where's the third day of she, research? No, she examined Thalias. Yeah. Tealith is the only one she has not examined. She got me good. Mm-hmm. Huh. So t- today is the beginning of the fifth day, which I believe is the day Blith will be able to pick up... Either his bow. his bow or his armor. And the other one takes think, six days. Yeah, the bow would be today, the armor is tomorrow. Okay. They're probably not open yet, though. Right, right, right. I'm not saying <laughs> it. I'm just, I was just trying to get a, a day count so I can, you know, figure it out in my own head here. And this is why I have spells and other things. So I'm, <laughs> since I'm not particularly good in a fight at the moment. But yeah, while, I guess while Thalias is putting on his, his armor and waking up Arginus, um, can poke around Marina's brain a little bit here. Um, so, uh, what did your guy tell you about what's going on in the docks? What kind of attack is it? Is this like targeted specific purpose, or are we being invaded? What's going on? Well, so far, I am not. I have not been told of any casualties. It is just that the docks themselves were uh, lit on fire, uh, possibly from uh, magical spells. It doesn't doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to be a, an invasion, but it almost seems like some sort of terrorist attack. Well, I guess we should be prepared. And Teal is going to start casting his preparatory spells that he hasn't really needed much since we've been, you know, in Yoli's band. Right. Yeah, I could get on board with that. Yeah. So yeah, he's going to. Uh, Tealbleth is going to cast Heightened Awareness, Perceive Cues, See Invisibility, and Ablative Barrier, and Echolocation. Alright. I wasn't going to use my whole spell book. (laughs) What else are we using them on? Well, we don't know until we get over there, right? I will cast... You have to be woken up. Do you want to be giant? Our genus is woken up. Hell yeah, I want to be giant. Okay. What kind of question is that? Okay, so then, uh, Joe, you... We're just going to teleport in with a big a big Thalias. Yep, that's yep, exactly that's nev- what's happening. never blown up in his face before. Not <laughs> a one time. Definitely not that same exact face. 
<laughs> so enlarged person, and I think that's minutes per level. So Joe, you're there for 14 minutes. 14 minutes. All right. It's like all day. I gotta pop off a mirror image. Oh yeah. What's the max? Seven. Eight. Eight. Oh uh, yeah. Let me get one of those mirror images. Yeah, you're... you get your own. You can't have mine. <laughs> no, I mean these I'm are my cast... mirror images. <laughs> I'm gonna cast mirror. I rolled d four, dude. I will they copy me while that. I'm huge, right? Like order nice, operations. Nice. Oh, dude, we are the mirror boys. Got a four. Yep. <laughs> what are you saying, Tom? How many mirrors is that? I think that's eight. Yeah, I think it's eight now. Yeah, I'm at seven. Oh, Jesus. Sent a uh, small army in there. <laughs> showed up the whole day. <laughs> yeah. And the eight fucking Thaliases uh, are large. Yep. Uh, and then I will also do Firebrand. Yeah, fuck it. All right. Uh, everybody gets Firebrand. Sweet. Uh, now, question. This, uh, this city's fucking tiny. So I can just use a dimension door to get us over there, right? Um, I think it would have to be a teleport. <laughs> I figured. I just, I'm just making a joke about the the scale listed on this right, city. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, so it's recorded for posterity. Uh, I'll use my sheath on Valo to keen it. All right. Before we go, smart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. You guys are fucking spring loaded, ready to go. And we'll yep. see how that goes next week on the Inspired <laughs> Incompetence Podcast. See ya. Wow. See ya. See ya. See ya.